Welcome to the Crap Beercast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, nobody responds to Josh because he never actually sends anything. Yeah, that's right. That's Wells. He's too busy being like, we like to party. We like to party. Hey, hey, hey. He's a sad, sad robot. Oh, my God. Because he doesn't know how to click send. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing. Whatever. Uh, so what's been going on since the last time we recorded? Um, was in Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. And actually, it wasn't hot. It was uh, actually quite brisk. Uh, brisk Lanta. Brisk Lanta. Um, went to Monday Night's Garage. Mm-hmm. Neat, neat spot. Neat. Um, kind of wonder how long it stays open. Of course, I guess it was a Tuesday night when we were there. Tuesday nights aren't really busy nights, I'm sure. Go on it the just, weekend. Yeah, out. Like, like, yeah, there was hardly anybody there, which was kind of nice. Uh, talked my coworkers into going because I'm like, pizza! And we get there and they're like, mm, not tonight. We have a special pop-up that's making these... Tortilla, like like a like a hard shell taco that was laid out flat, like a like a tostada kind okay. of. Okay, um, I'm not mad at that. I wouldn't be. I, I was mad because I wanted pizza. Okay, and I enough. had built it up on pizza, but I sat there and had uh, an RTJX and a Royal Raptor, love oh, yeah. Death Raptor, love Juice Raptor, and I was like, ooh, Imperial, yes please. And then spent about dollars <clears throat> in the, out of bottles on the cooler. Bless you. In cans, because um, I got to send something back to Scott for all the fresh hop stuff he's sending us. Right. So, yeah, yeah, totally. I get it. That's the excuse. I'm like, he, that's the ticket. That's right. I'm like, he needs a tie twelve, and also so do I. And here's this. Uh, I was kind of mad. I thought I bought two bottles, but I didn't. But they had a cherry vanilla wild ale kind of thing, or a farmhouse, a cherry vanilla farmhouse. It was excellent. Uh, but yeah, we ended up uh, you know, hanging with my new-ish co-workers and uh, we we go out and then we come back to the hotel they had Tropicali on tap so we just kind of probably demolished half a sixtal of Tropicalia over the course of a few nice. days so, you know it's, it's, it's good times alright so um, I apparently because I all of a sudden got like a flood of texts from you two like I didn't see the Monday night stuff but I am very curious because Wells made a point that most of what was at the garage we could get here. Sure. So I was just curious, like, you've been to both. Uh-huh. Does it feel like the garage is not all that different than the tap room that they have here now? Yeah, or- I, absolutely. But also, like... It's about three and a half hours closer. Well... <laughs> Thanks, Captain Smartass. It, but sometimes it doesn't feel like that because, you know... For Atlanta me, feels forever sometimes. Well, Atlanta feels forever away, and of course that traffic was pretty nasty, oh, God. too. Oh, God. But, like, you know, there's something to be said for, oh, the boss is paying, so let's go. Right. That, I don't know. Totally. It, totally. That made it a little more fun. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not going to, like, I would not tell somebody, don't go to the one in Charlotte, save your, you know, your money for the garage. I mean, uh, to your point, it's it's all the same stuff. But I wanted to go while I was in Atlanta. No, so. no, totally. Totally get it. I'm not dogging on it at all. I just Sounds like you were. No, I was just curious. That's yeah, all. Dude. That's all. Such a he was asking a question. Yeah, that's it. Like, if I was in the Atlanta area for something and I had a chance to go to Monday night, I would totally do it. I yeah, I, I was really hoping we'd have more free evenings to do. Like, I wanted to get to Halfway Crooks and stuff like that. It just right. didn't work out. And then yeah. I went to a Total Wine thinking like, okay, well, I'll... I'll get a hold of you know some of the stuff that got around here, and it was it was that thing where it's like they had so much stuff, so much I'd never even heard of. So I'm not mm-hmm. taking any chances on any of that. Right. The stuff I was interested in, most of it I'd already bought at Monday nights, and I didn't see any halfway crooks. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess that Ninja versus Unicorn's only six weeks old, so maybe I'll, I'll grab that because yeah. I don't want to go away empty-handed. But yeah, right. Was, still, good times. Cool. Wells, what about yourself? Oh, uh, I did uh, a thing. What you did? So if we're ready to start rolling on show stuff, it why is, not? It is my, uh, oh, no, wait. We need to talk topic. about what Josh has done in the last two Josh, weeks. Josh, what have you done in the last two weeks? News. All right. We're doing news. <laughs> uh, so Charlotte Craft Beer Week has started recent, semi-recently. Okay. And at least in the Noda area this uh, past Friday night, they did a bar crawl of all the... Charlotte breweries okay. with transportation provided between all of them in these little like like an order. Uh, that was what I thought because I'd seen like in South End they did like a trolley crawl that had like a loop and everything. Uh, this one was in these like electric golf cart kind of looking things that were still like street legal with sure you know could hold. 
five passengers plus a driver. Okay. Um, and it just kind of was an on-demand like shuttle service. Okay. You get in uh, at a participating brewery. They had like a station up front with one of these things parked out. You're just like, oh, cool. Uh, send me to Divine Barrel or Wooden Robot or whatever. Did were. you get to say drive, Jeeves? I did not, oh. but I did see a cute dog, so there was that. Okay. Um, it was it was a pretty good time, like being able to walk to Heist and then go to Free or Fauna Floor, and then walk to Birdsong, get a ride to um, Free Range, and then get a ride up to Wooden Robot and kind of call it a day at that. I mean, so in addition to doing that cool thing, you can check in at any Charlotte area participating brewery. Okay. Now, so the Charlotte's got a lot website, whatever that promotes visitors to Charlotte is. Yeah. So you can check in at a brewery and get points for your check-in. That's valid every twelve hours, and okay. you get all sorts of swag like a, a T-shirt or a pint glass or ten dollars worth of gift cards to four participating breweries. Oh, that thing that they were trying to pimp that one time. No, this is something else. Oh, okay. So anyway, kind of the same idea, but yeah. it's kind of cool. Like you know, living in the neighborhood that I do and going to the places that I go, it's like this isn't changing my behavior. I'm just checking Benefiting in benefiting now, which I'm <laughs> now they've got checking in info. anyway. Now that well, I don't really care if I get forty dollars worth of stuff. They've always had his info anyway. I know. I know. Always has been. So, yeah, a whole bunch of breweries in the Charlotte area. I, I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, so, for the unanointed, unknowing listener that maybe isn't familiar, we had a craft beer week. We kind of seemed to, it kind of splintered, and then it kind of died completely there for a while, where you just didn't hear anything about it from anybody yeah. anywhere. COVID will, do that. COVID will do that. <laughs> no, really? Yes. And then uh, it kind of is now back. So, um, Obviously, for those that are unaware, maybe don't live in a big beer scene or big enough to have a craft beer week. Typically, you'll have some breweries that will try to, you know, do special things or maybe have special things on tap or, you know, it, it, it can be a myriad of things. So was there anything uh, on this? Like, is there any events that are standing out to you or anything like that that is going on this week? Something uh, just my I know my week this week is looking kind of garbage. Um, but the one thing that I'm like, I can make this, and I will make this, uh-huh. is the brewers reading bad reviews. Okay. Now, we, we did this last year, right? and this is going to be a different uh, lineup of participating breweries. Breweries, okay. But I am super excited because I got a chance to learn who can take a joke. Yeah. Because some of these comments are just, you're laugh at them, right? Like, right. this is really bad. Some people just should don't know the difference between a pilsner and a hole in the ground. <laughs> and and cool, like just take this with a grain of salt. Right. Some folks wanted to get offended or mad or defensive or whatever, and other people just kind of let it roll off. So I'm really interested in learning a little bit more about what breweries are funny and who's just dang right spiteful. I mean, I'm still mad that, you know, we all, we, as a collective podcast, kind of came up with that idea. No, we no, yes, we, we did. Yes, no, we did. Jimmy Kimmel was doing that, and we were like, that would be fun to do with Untapped. Like, yes, well, I know, but we came up with it from the beer side. Sure. But we... Feel free to go back one of our past episodes where we tried to copyright that amongst many other things. Right, exactly. We just never actually did it. So besides the breweries read mean reviews, anything else you're um, excited about? No. I mean, it's one of those like, oh, cool. Knowing that I'm just not going to be able to go to a lot of it, you kind of forget what you're going to be missing out on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, We still have Anchor in our mouths. We're still talking about it. What's going on with Anchor now? Uh, uh, Well, if anybody has a lot of money to spend. uh, So apparently... A lot of Anchor memorabilia is making its way to the Smithsonian Museum. As it should. Which is kind of sad. Well, I mean, it should. Yeah. Or if you, you know, have... God, how much money did they put on the market? $40 million? What's... Yeah, $40 million. To spend, uh, you can buy the physical plant for Anchor. 
It's a 2.17 acre property. It's uh, totaling 108,200 or 728 square feet. So I mean, for for a California property, that might actually be like yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, you know, maybe we just hit up Mark and and say, hey, Mark, buy this, and we have Craft Beer Studios West Coast. I mean, I'm just looking at this like they paid for the brand and the property. $85 million in 2017. And here it is like, okay, cool. Give us $40 million for the property. And they, they haven't announced how much the brand is going to get rid of the worth. But Which yeah. is weird because they more or less like let the brand atrophy to death. You know, like there's, there's no, nothing going with it. It's real sad. It it's is sad. real sad. Yeah, it really is. Really is. Anywho. Uh, so speaking of well, no, speaking of really sad, what the Hornets? Because they're just awful. But they're partnering with a beer collaboration. But where is this brewery at, Wells? Okay, so uh, the Hornets have announced their first beer partnership. Uh, it's going to be with uh, they're making a thing called the Stinger, and it's it going to be available at uh, at two places. One of them is going to be Spectrum Center. You know, right in the middle of uptown Charlotte. And right. the other is uh, a couple counties away in, yeah. in Kannapolis, uh, the old armor beer company. I have not had anything from them. I've not been to them. Oh, because so I've never even heard of it until Lo- this article. Bitter? I mean, maybe I, I was say, I've not heard of this place until I saw this article. I was like, where? Yeah. And I think the, the note that I put in our, email whatever about this was uh, has been deleted it's okay it was a county away yeah it was like how close like we, we've got 30 some breweries in charlotte alone yeah. and this isn't like the carolina hornets just like yeah you know the panthers are this right. is the charlotte hornets so right i would appreciate it if you know maybe the brewery that you chose to partner with this comes from charlotte or like maybe the one that you one time sent a cease and assist to this would have been a great opportunity to say hey Let's make that beer. Let's yep. make it official. Yep. Let's put a ring on it. Well, and I mean, not only that, they're getting. but I, I, there is a place that the three of us don't really go to all that much anymore that makes a Hefeweizen <laughs> and could easily have been the brand for this this beer. I mean, sure. it's it's mind-boggling. They wouldn't have to change anything. Yeah. Other than that, well, I mean, they have to rebrand it. For the fourth time. Right. But other than, but that. Other than that, I mean, it, it, it's just mind-boggling to me yeah. that they couldn't choose somebody local. Well, that's, that's why I asked. Maybe this was like lowest bitter. It, oh, and that's possible, but I don't know. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. What uh, yeah, you got me. Um, go ahead, Wells. What I'm also reading or trying to find in this article, what kind of beer is this? I mean, this is like press. It's an ale. Oh, cool. It's, it's a five and a half percent beer. I mean, like, it's going to be... Where do you even say that? It was in the can. Go, go. See, it's right there. Five and a half percent at the bottom. Oh, yeah. You're right. Okay, cool. But in, in nowhere in this press release does it say even what the style of beer is. Nowhere in this press release does it say what the ABV thing is. It's it's in the picture, sure. But I don't know what the fucking Stinger Ale is. So no is idea. this a, a one-time thing? Because that kind of how it looks it says for their 35th anniversary uh i have a feeling it could be a recurring okay like okay. every season kind of deal gotcha okay so i just i saw 35th anniversary and i thought well maybe this is a one-time thing and so maybe that makes sense that they chose somebody that's not in charlotte but if this is going to be like either a year round or you know every basketball season then yeah they it's a blonde shock wow path of least resistance Holy shit, yeah. That makes no sense. I mean, at least it's, it's not It's got a called- whopping uh, zero stars from six people. Six people checked in this beer, couldn't even rate it. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because it doesn't start showing up until enough people got it. Okay, so we got six six reviews. Uh, there is a no rating, a three star, a 2.75, a three and a half. Someone gave it five. They were there for the launch party. Cool. First person to rate it so it gets a 5.0, which is funny because there was someone uh, that beat you to it, my dude, and they only gave it a 4. So not exactly. I mean, of course, it's a blonde ale. Like, the, 
Yeah. Well, almost lazy is not the right term, but like the most boring. Uninspired. Beer. Yeah. Hundred percent uninspired. It's like it. Wells gets about oh the brewery's opening and they're gonna have pizza. Like okay cool. I'm not saying it needed to be an IPA, but like maybe something interesting. I mean, why not be a Hefeweizen? Like, it's a Blondale. I mean, for a lot of breweries, it's about the same thing. Whatever. So yeah, cool. I'm not gonna not gonna drink it. No, I. I have about as much chance of drinking this as I do going to a Hornets game. Well, I was about to say, are you like a regular at the Hornets to begin with? No. I don't think anybody is anymore. Unless you're a fan of the visiting team, then you might show up. Yep. I don't know. I keep seeing that they're like, you know, like maybe okay, but I don't care enough to look. I quit caring about the NBA like a decade ago. Yeah, you and me both. Actually, I think I quit long before that. Like, I just don't care. You were not caring about the NBA before it was cool. Wow. Exactly. I'm in the presence of greatness. You are. All right. What's going on in Georgia? Uh, good things, actually. Like? Like. <laughs> uh, there's. This is called Jeff and Josh did not read the show notes. Wells, please guide us. Yeah. It's called Josh didn't push out the show notes when I had time this afternoon. Yeah. And... I would have read them all earlier. <clears throat> well, they were all deleted from lunch, so I wasn't able to go in and read everything like I usually hey, do. No. Yeah, they were. They, they were, were all good. Anywho. Just tell us what's going on in Georgia, goddammit. Yeah. See, I'm going to have to pull out my swaggy little phone. And Wow. See, this is... Uh, this is. Uh, I do feel bad. I mean, honestly, I put together... So, as Wells is pulling this up, dear listener, I did put together the show topics. Allegedly. Even put their names in and then thought I hit send and shut down my computer because I was in the middle of my lunch break, and so I was kind of, like, trying to hurry in. Yeah, we can see how that worked out for us. Just We're looking fantastic. for independent distribution in the state of Georgia. All right. Which hey. is really good. And then there's a couple other things that this... Uh, it's a Brewers Guild push a bill that they're kind of putting their weight behind. Um it would allow them to do some limited self-distribution um, within a 100-mile radius of their own brewery. And also, if you have multiple locations of a brewery, and I'm, like, thinking Monday night. Sure. Right? They would then be able to... Um, maybe that's already done a thing. But if you're doing, like, an event with another brewery, you can directly sell it to that other brewery rather than having to go through a distributor. Which is crazy yeah. to think that... I mean, like... For the, for, I'd love to sit in a room with somebody and have them try to explain why a brewery couldn't sell directly to another brewery and why it would need to go through a distributor and what benefit they're actually bringing to the table. Yeah, none. Money in their pockets. Oh, sure. That's that's their benefit. Well, yeah. And also, and hey, Jeff, uh, maybe you can attest to this. Uh, it would lift a cap on how much brewers. Uh, how much beer these brewers can sell for off-premise consumption. Have you ever had a problem with being told uh, you're trying to buy too much? I have not. I have not either. So either is that a this, thing? Yeah, oh. apparently. Or somebody's looking the other way or something. I didn't hit that limit. I mean, you know, money spends, so. <laughs> Jeff, you bought too much. Oh, no. Yeah. So that was kind of curious. It, I definitely looked at, like, my last two or three trips to Georgia and like <laughs> clearly there's a threshold you have not could, yet met. I, I know. Challenge accepted, right? Well, <laughs> like, no, no, not really. Not anymore. We'll double all our efforts. Right. So instead of one case, let's buy two. Let's see what they say. So again, I, I love uh, self-distribution. I feel like I've talked about that in North Carolina for years. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, we, we rallied behind that forever. This means a really big deal to these small breweries that are too tiny to really garner much distributor uh, distributor interest. So I'm hoping for the state of Georgia's breweries, also for the state of Georgia's distributors, because do they really want to be shackled to like a brand new, just getting started little brewery? I don't, I don't think so. So this is just going to help everybody. I agree. Meanwhile, I'm looking at the, some other bits of this article, and they're talking about the breweries in Georgia that have closed. Now, they don't directly tie them to this this particular right. thing, but you know, Pontoon is one. And I don't want to. I don't know that we've actually ever had Pontoon on the show, um, but 
you know, their their comment here, uh, now that you've scrolled off, I don't know where it went. Uh, the company said it's closing because the main distribution partners did not pay them for their product. So imagine the difference between I want to be able to sell directly to my consumer and I'm a ha- I have to sell to you know, a distributor and then right. the distributor doesn't pay up. Yeah. That's that's some that's some garbage. Yeah, that's horseshit. So we have a whole ass article on pontoon brewing. Yes, we and, do. And I've not been to Pontoon nor have I really had very much of their stuff, Jeff. Have we had anything on their show? Or? Not really. <laughs> okay. Um I, I was looking actually one of the, the names that was mentioned for the other breweries that had closed in that last article. Uh, Burnt Hickory was one of them. Okay. We've actually had a number of their beers on. We had had one of their beers on, and they reached out and said, hey, look, that's it wasn't a good batch. We'd like to fix that. And so Oh, I, you mean uh, what a decent brewery should do if we yeah. trash their beers? Right, and so it happened to be that I was driving through that area, and they <laughs> you know, loaded me up with a handful of beers, and we had them on the show. You know, Of course, that was back you know, six years ago. Oh, geez. But, wow. Like, you know, but, I mean, still, yeah. I, you know, I, I guess that is something that I do actually want to make clear. We do not. So when we do buy no buy, 99% of the time, this beer is either purchased from us directly or it's shipped from a listener. Yeah. Like very rarely does shit just get sent to us for free. Yeah. Not, it, this all comes out of our own pockets. Yeah, not not from a brewery. A, occasionally, right. it will happen, and we will mention that. Yes. Or like if we're, you know, we uh, actually we'll we'll talk about Rosen for research here in a minute. But um, you know, typically, if we're recording at a brewery, it's kind of assumed they're providing the beer. Right. That doesn't mean that we're going to go easy on it. Nope. But also, like, yeah, I mean, we're not. We don't take corporate sponsorship. And yeah, absolutely not. So when a brewery like Burnt Hickory. Burnt Hickory does what they did. I mean, that just, that to me just goes the extra mile that if I were ever in that area, which now I can't because they're not there, but. Right, because you are totally going next week. Well, I mean, I don't have to leave. Or in the next 10 years. I don't have to go to Georgia for work anymore like I I used to. I know, I know. If I had to. That's why they're closing. They've been waiting for you. I, I know. It's my fault. It's my fault. Anyway, so Pontoon's closing because they didn't get paid. Um, that's not good. Yeah, they so, th- they are saying it's temporary though. Hopefully, that doesn't oh make sense sure, to me, but okay. So they're they're temporarily shutting their doors because of an I- unpaid invoice from one of their distribution partners in Georgia. Yes, that must have been a hell of an invoice. Must have been one hell of an invoice because they have two locations. Decided, ah oh, crap, we can't make payroll, and it's not fair to like have our employees like work for free, whatever. Um, at least in North Carolina, I was required to take a payment like at time of delivery. And if you didn't have a check or if your person wasn't there that day, I was within my rights to just grab it, pull it off the shelf and take it with me. Okay. Because I, I was I was supposed to get paid right then. Okay. But is that is that different than a state that demands distributorship for all beer? I mean, we were, again, doing self-distribution, but I just couldn't imagine being so tied up with one distributor that if they're late paying my invoice, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like this goose might be cooked because they're also, like, searching either for a new distribution partner or a new buyer for the company. Um, How... Now, I, I feel like I've done everything in a brewery except for own it. Um, I've done well, sales, marketing. Lucky day. Oh, I, I know, <laughs> but I, I just—that's a shame. I mean, you know, inevitably you, you've got people whose jobs are impacted because you know the distributor who feels like they've got to be in the middle of it didn't do their job. It's 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 a shame. It's a travesty. It is. It's this. Yeah. And, and 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 again, you know, no 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 joke. This is people's livelihoods. This is people's jobs and. If you're poor at business, how is it their fault at the end of the day? Yeah. It's not. And they're the ones that are going to suffer f- for this the most. And, you know, that being said, we're only seeing one side of the story. Yes. And so yes, that it's is entirely true. possible there's more to this than we know. However, comma, I don't know. Who's to say? Yeah. It's true. I don't see the distributor going out of business yet, so. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of the way things happen. Like the middleman's usually going to be kind of okay, and it's the you know the, the producers of the project that get fucked. 
And again, there's the problem with the distributor model because, you know, distributor can short pontoon here, pontoon goes under, and they're like, oh, cool, now we don't have to pay them. Meanwhile, they're taking care of all these other, you know, distribution clients they have. Yeah, all their other accounts, yeah. Short one, pay the rest. Oh, no, that one went under. Oh, no. Yeah, Rob Peter to pay Paul. That's not fair. I guess I don't have to pay pontoon anymore, and I can keep selling all this product that I haven't paid for. With no repercussions. Yep. Because I did see a fair amount of that at that total one. So that should I mean, be it's legal. out there. Again, this will be one of those stories that we will continue to keep our eye on because I guess I just have nothing better to do but pay attention to Georgia. Fair enough. It's going to get on that midnight train before we know it. Going anywhere? Midnight train to Georgia. All right. So. This article you put in, and I am now very curious because I've bought beers with this same exact four-pack. Are they all this way? Are they all edible and compostable? I've never tried to eat them. Why not? I don't really know how edible this stuff is, but the point is... Well, why uh, haven't you tried to eat them? I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, a brewery in Atlanta. Or Atlanta. God. New Orleans. New Orleans. Well, Monroe, I guess. Flying Tiger Brewing is... Going to be the first brewery in the state of Louisiana to switch their uh, can rings. You know those holders. Usually they're like plastic, but or cardboard um, or or cardboard. And this is going to be some sort of biodegradable thing. That I know that is just a it's truly like slash r slash Instagram reality here. <laughs> yeah, that looks so fucking photoshopped. It's not even funny. Even if it's not, I mean, what? No. No, that's horseshit. That's horseshit. Yeah. That's not a real picture. So it's amazing how clearly this turtle, and you can't see the picture. This is great audio. I understand. But it's this turtle that has like a can ring around the, its midsection. So it's like instead of being a normal turtle shell, it now looks like an hourglass, like you're on, you know, Instagram reality, reality. you know, yep. like on, on Reddit. The thing is, that plastic ring sure does look immaculate. Mm-hmm. Like it's never been anywhere. Right. Meanwhile, the the picture would make you to believe that this little baby turtle crawled into it and its shell grew around it being molded in a... Oh. Anywho. <laughs> but going wanna, back to I, the I, I, actual... I, yes, I want to go back to that because have, am I the only one that has seen... So I want to scroll back up so you guys can see it. I have seen beers come in this four pack that is in this picture. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look that <clears throat> different or that, you know. Well, so here's where I'm confused. Has it always been this way? Has it always been edible and bio- biodegradable? Or is this one somehow different than the other cardboardy four packs that we've seen before? Also, if you if you pay close attention to the caption below the picture. Yes, sir. Flying Tiger is the first brewery in Louisiana to use the compostable. Okay. So, so it probably isn't the first one. It's just probably the first one in Louisiana. In Louisiana. Okay. Because I feel like that should be a bigger deal if because brewer- I've seen breweries here in North Carolina use that. And if that really is compostable and technically, I guess, edible to wildlife, why the fuck have we not been talking about this before? Cause plastic is just so ubiquitous. I mean, these little pack tech plastic things are everywhere and, not the best, you know, not the most recyclable, which is why we've got, you know, different They're not breweries. at all. Well, at least here. Breweries in Charlotte that are doing, like, pack tech uh, collection drives. Yep. You know, uh, I know Divine Barrel, Salute, Birdsong, all those guys have been doing this for years and years, turning this into, you know, like, gathering actual them up. and real, compo- or not compostable, but real, actual recycled waste versus if yeah, or we re- try to recycle it here in this city, it, they, it goes nowhere. It goes in a landfill. Yeah. So, yeah, this is not new. I mean, I, I've mostly seen cardboard um, packers out there, and this one is, is weirdly made from wheat and barley. So this huh. is like, oh, the same stuff that's in your beer also holds it together. That's actually kind of cool. So I'm not mad at that. I don't know. Until what you the- find out what goes into actually making those. And it's like you horse know, glue. Yeah, like like no, no, just like the the amount of energy expended to create yeah, environmentally yeah. friendly Friendly's things, packaging. so they get to say, "Look, we're environmentally friendly," even though we added like more you know CO two gas than like 
the entire U.S.'s amount of you know airlines in one day. Hey, look, they, they greenwashing does happen, Jeff. Hundred percent. But going back to if all of these have been again, I'm looking and, and dear listener, you can go out to craftbeercast.com, click on episode five hundred seven, whatever we end up titling it. You will see this article linked in there. If you have seen the same exact cardboard style holder with a little thumb ring in the middle, I'm curious to see if you knew that these were technically biodegradable and or edible for that or matter. edible. Or have, have you, you tried one ha- yourself? Like, have you had one as a snack? Yeah. And if so, does it need like a little mustard? Yeah. Or is it like is little, it hot sauce? Some little Cholula be all right? <laughs> yeah. I mean. How are you eating your cardboard yeah. beer your, holder? Your pack tech replacement yeah. rings. Do you all drink your beer with the holder or <laughs> like dipping it in? Yeah. Maybe some steak sauce. You never know. That's like right. you never know what it tastes like. What, what I would think this would have to be marinated overnight because otherwise it's just gonna be all chewy. Mm. Meanwhile, I've just got this picture of Ryan sitting over on his couch with these and like a big bowl of ranch just <laughs> dipping gold <going> crazy. <laughs> Oh, no. You take it a step further and put ketchup in it and make special sauce. Oh, special sauce. Special ketchup sauce. and ranch. Special <laughs> sauce. Ketchup and ranch and biodegradable can four pack holders. That's Blech. right. Sounds like a snack. Are we ready for break? After uh, that, uh, no, yes. actually, no, actually, I, I, I okay. got to talk. I got to talk roaster for research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, we, we have our like, what, two charitable organizations that uh, we talk about every year. And uh, we did Whales for Wishes a couple weeks ago. And we completely faltered on that one. So I'm glad that we're jumping in front of this one ahead of time. Well, I mean, (coughs) we are. Not like we're jumping that far ahead of it. But um, it is that time of year for Roasted for Research. Uh, It's an annual oyster roast fundraiser that's uh, the last couple years been held at Divine Barrel. All the benefits go towards children's cancer research at the UNC Children's Hospital. So... Still at Divine Barrel this Still year? Still at Divine Barrel this okay. year. Yeah, November 4th, which is a Saturday from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, you can get in free. They have live music. They'll have beer for sale. They have uh, raffle baskets that you can buy tickets for. Okay. Um, they've got a bunch of fun bourbons again. Um, they've got like like three sizes of Blanton's bottles. One of them looks super fun. They've got an online auction as well. Uh, but again, yeah, attendance is free. Um, food tickets are on sale now. We'll throw that into the show notes. Um, it usually, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, anywhere from fifteen to fifty dollars. Uh, kids versus adults, but you get like as many roasted oysters as you can. Oh, eat. you can eat, and they have fried chicken tendies and fried fish and fried shrimp and French fries and coleslaw and all kind of food. Is um, the coleslaw fried or is it like it is not fried? Although. Anything's possible, man. Right? Right. Can you, um, if you can fry a snicker, you can fry some coleslaw. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Uh, yeah, again, Divine Barrel, November 4th, 12 to 8 p.m. Live music. Again, the, the event's free to get in. You only have to pay if you want right. to have food or, like, you can buy beer and just, you know, bid on stuff, too. So, um, like I said, we'll have links in the show notes. Uh, they've been a partner ours for the last couple of years. Uh, great organization. You know, we, we probably should do more to help out the community or something like that. But we're a bunch of crotchety old idiots. So. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is like, I, I feel like we're doing two good things. Right? Like, that's enough for one year. We can take right. the rest of the year off. Yeah, we don't or, need to Or do the rest of else. next year off until it's that time again. But, uh, yeah, Rosen for Research, uh, great opportunity to go in and hang out. I mean, if you want to volunteer, you can volunteer. They got all kind of fun stuff you can do there, too. Uh, I will be shucking oysters and or I'll probably be roasting oysters. Um, then the girls will probably be shucking them because that's what they like uh, from 12 to 2. So um, if you want to come heckle me while I roast some oysters, come and do it. Can, can we throw oysters at you? Like, I mean, you can. You'll probably be escorted off the property. Okay. Well, fair enough. I mean, yeah. what if I'd I'm shucking imagine- at you from off the property? If you're chucking what I'm shucking, like you're going to have. A- Wait, hold on. With another word that rhymes with chucking and shucking. Okay. Anyway, don't do that. But uh, come pluck out. Plucking. That's right. That's right. There's going to be bluegrass music. I'm that's sure. right. Actually, yeah. And there typically is. There's several musicians that show up across the course of the day. And I want to. There's almost always a bluegrassy type um, country and you know, just a little bit of everything. Cool. Um, a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. Good times. Super excited for it. So, so it's going to be roasted oysters and not like raw oysters. Correct. So, Correct. So 
um, shucking but no sucking. Yeah, I mean, you can if you want. Okay. That's extra. <laughs> Oy vey. Are we ready for break now? Yeah, before I choke. All right, that we'll be duck. back in 30. Time for buy no buy. Well, how does that work? Well, we've been drinking beer through the course of this recording, and we're going to let you know what we've had and what we think of it in a pretty simple way. Um, would we buy it or would we just not buy it? Jeff, kick us off. Dissolver presents Dynasty of Nothing, a nouveau French style pilsner. Are we just like picking like random European countries and slapping them in front of style pilsner? We had Italian style Pilsner. We've got German style Pilsner. Now we've got, you know, French style Pilsner. Like, you know, yeah, I've, my, I've never heard Czech of a Pils. German style Pilsner before. What right, are those? Parlez-vous français? That's right. We? Oui? I want my Estonia style. Ooh, yeah, I'd, I'd be in for that. I would love to have some Pilsner from Pahala. Yeah. Quadruple barrel age. Oh, God. Um, th- this is interesting. Um,. It's it's pretty dry. It's it's okay. I just don't I, like. I don't know that I wanted more of this. I was at um, the the Korean beer hall that my daughter works at. And they had this whole big case of beer. I get like two or three coolers of it. I'm just like, oh, let's make a six pack. I'll bring some on the show. It'll be good times. This was one of them. No buy. Well, well, I like it. It's clean, easy drinking, but there's nothing that compels me to say yes i want more of this like i like this can but am i gonna buy it no i'm not josh what are you gonna do josh well i'm still just i'm right there where jeff said i'm confused like why do we need a german style pills why do we need it i mean a french style pilsner no 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 let me finish. Why do we need an Italian style pills? Why do we now need a French style pills? Like, why do we? They've already perfected this recipe. Yeah, everybody, we don't need to keep fucking with it. Everybody wants to be the you know first one to make the new thing. I just don't see this. This is like brute all over again. It's fine. This, this is way is, better than brute. But oh, like, yeah, I, just don't, I don't see this being a thing. This has just got a weird aftertaste that I cannot put my tongue on. Could be the malt bill. I don't know what it is. it's not 100% Pilsner malt, like I was kind of expecting it to be. Okay. It is Riverbend malt, Chesapeake, Pilsner, Chit malt, and Elixir hops. And I'm not familiar with Elixir hops. That could be where the French aspect comes from. Maybe. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm right there. Well, Wells, I'm sorry. You did buy the I'm right here. No, I did not. Oh, you didn't. Okay. I th- thought you said you liked it. You literally that. have the zero. I know, switch. but sometimes my brain does Can't one thing and... What- no, no, no. Sometimes I code him incorrectly because I, you know, he he does the CP on me where he says one thing and swerves a different direction. Mods are asleep. Post what? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to buy this. This there's nothing redeemable here. I'd rather have a German pills or an Italian pills. Next beer up. Yep. Uh, a couple shows ago, we had uh, a beer from Silver Reef. It was that um, milk stout. It's quite good um, from Silver Reef in. St. George, Utah. And so as part of that whole batch, Rich had sent a can of their fresh and juicy Session IPA. Now, I'd like to think as a culture, we have moved on from the Session IPA, but I am wrong. No. It's a 5% um, Session style IPA with tropical hop flavors and a malty backbone. That's what it says right here on the can. Stop it. Uh, I I didn't get a whole lot of... uh, tropical hop flavor in this um this was I, that, man this i did not care for this i dumped yeah i saw i saw you immediately dump it almost yeah, it so. just I, I did not enjoy this one at all no no fun no buy well i wasn't as quick to the punch as jeff was but i was not that far off this is not my cup of tea it it 
Is it just me or is that like just super cloudy? It says unfiltered. Oh. It's an unfiltered session IPA. I mean, I get, it, I get all that, but this is like the, should be the bottom of the bright tank or something. This is ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not one to slam a hazy IPA for being ugly, but this was. No, bye. Josh. Is there a date on that can? No. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe it's just old. But I don't know that I would... In- okay. Oh. Okay. So it's old. Okay. That explains it. Yep, old beer's uh, old. My bad. All right. All good. Uh, no bye. Next beer up. Next beer up, uh, Josh brought me a can of Chilquinchel. Uh, Heist likes to take their Citroquinchel kind of base recipe and play around with it from time to time. This is the cold IPA version of it, which I liked a lot. It is um, not my favorite cold IPA, but it is a very good cold IPA, so I would buy some of them, but not a ton. But not a but ton. Some. But some. Well, well Oh, I'm absolutely buying this, uh, especially after the unpleasantness that was the sip prior. Uh this one blew my socks off. I had to come back to it afterwards just to make sure that, yeah, it's not a reaction from the other one, that this is just as good. This is this is damn tasty, and it's amazing what citra hops can be manipulated to do. Josh. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, duh. Like, <clears throat> when it comes to IPAs specifically, anything Heist does, I'm at least on board to try it. I, I don't guarantee that I'm going to like it, right. but I'm going to at least try it. And so when I saw, ooh, we have an old uh, cold IPAs, Citroquential, I'm in. And absolutely would buy again. Next beer up. So I'm at the buzz, <clears throat> as I tend to do, and um, it's a $2 off can night on Thursday, and so I was uh, perusing, and I'm like, ooh, there's a new can I haven't seen before. Oh! <gasps> Resident Culture Cold IPA. Yes, please. Um, and then I pick it up, and I'm looking at the can a little more while I'm uh, waiting. And I see that it is actually a double cold IPA. Yes, even more, please. A big whopping 8%. But, I mean, you know. it's And brewed in collaboration with? Um, New Anthem. Uh-huh. Yes, even more, please. So, imagine my surprise when this is poured, and it's as clear as a West Coast IPA. Yep. And New Anthem was involved. Yep. I took about one to two hits off of this beer and immediately got up. And my wife asked if I was okay. And I'm like, I'll be right back. And I went and I got some of this to take home. Um, I, I this, this beer is great. It is. It harkens me back to the days of having those kind of West Coast IPAs that were double IPAs. And they were almost like almost syrupy just in the way they drank. Um it's bright, it's sharp, it's crisp. It's typically in, in a regular cold IPA, I want a cleaner finish in this double cold IPA. I am absolutely in love with it. Uh, big, huge buy for me. Wells? The nose on this. This is an extra super stanky special. Just, oh, it's so tasty. Does it say what hops are in this at all? Peacherine. Okay. Which- Simcoe and Mosaic. Nice. Cool. Featuring. It's me interested. Yeah. This is a this is a shitload of fun. I love fun IPAs. Right? Yeah. Remember when we had those? That was great. Yeah. Oh. And not just gimmick IPAs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, big time buy. Josh, your thoughts. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's not even really fair having the cold quenchal next to this because technically the same style, but this is also a double. This is a big Boozy boy. Yeah, it's uh, a big jump from 7.1 to 8%. It is. It is for Josh. It is. Sometimes. Well, uh, but no, you can definitely tell just in, in the body of this that it's uh, thicker, I guess, if you want to call it that. It, it, it's got an insane hop nose on it. Like, holy shit. Um, yeah, of course I'm going to buy this. Uh, final beer up. Final beer up. Uh, collaboration between Toppling Goliath and Weldworks. This is extra, extra dino bits. Um, and, and so, I again, same night, I had one of these. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this, too. Which, you know, for me in a hazy is kind of odd. Um, yeah. And then I looked and saw that it was 9%. And it sure doesn't drink like a 9% IPA. Uh, this one's a lot of fun. K- 
can get you in trouble to the point to where like maybe after football's over you kind of start watching a movie and fall asleep 20 minutes in okay just saying big buy for me on this one uh, I liked it a lot Wells I'm in like with it. I'm not in love with it. It doesn't check off enough boxes for me to love it. But, I mean, it's it's good. It's good. I liked it. I'll buy it. I, I do appreciate that it's a sneaky 9%, but there's... Yeah. It, there, it would easily be bumped by something better. Sure. But still good. I'm I'm barely on the buy fence. Josh. Alright, so <clears throat> number one, you put Toppling Goliath and Waldworks together, like holy fucking shit. Like especially okay, just as a, a quick aside, is it not getting kind of weird that you see Waldworks at least juicy bits all over fucking town now? Yeah, distribution has gotten interesting. I mean, Trillium is literally sitting on shelves right now. That's fucking insane. I, it is, but at the same time, I, I think people have started to realize that a $24 four-pack doesn't make a lot of sense. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Well, it's just you, because I'm dumb enough to to be like, oh, it's a $24 four-pack? Okay. What a bargain. I'm getting Trillium at $6. Right. Exactly. I just spent $40 on a four-pack this weekend, so... Uh, can, I'm dying to ask. Was it an, you don't need to tell me exactly. Was it an IPA or was it a stout? Neither. Continue. Okay. Interesting. He 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 bought a four pack of uh, High Wires Bourbon Barrel Aged Barley Wine. Ah ah. <laughs> Maybe he did to troll us again. No nah, no, nah, we're going to talk about finding a new host when uh, when he's gone. <laughs> he leaves the room. <laughs> I don't know. This is this is absolutely amazing. And I mean, again, the fact that you're putting Toppling Goliath and Worlds together. This has got every... It, it checks all the boxes for me. I know Wells wasn't really into it, but I really like this. So, big, huge buy. Wells, it's time for... I tap that. How does that work? Of all the beers that we've had during the course of this recording, what's the one that we want on tap on our own kegerator? Jeff, kick us off. <clears throat> Might as well give it first place because it's not just a consolation prize. It's the consolation prize. I don't know. That that didn't work as well as I wanted it to, but that Constellation yeah. Prize is so good. Your star, Jeff. Ah, there we go. Thank you. A bright, shining star. I don't know what Josh Jeff, is doing over there. I'm trying to get my fucking phone to work. Josh has uh, got that iPhone. It just works. Sure. Hey, you got one, too. Yeah, um, that I only use when I have to, because me, work me. says so. Wells, where you at? Uh, I'm with Jeff. It's that Constellation Prize. It is... Absolutely wonderful. Josh, where are you going with this? He wants that juicy, juicy dino bits bits. Well, I mean, it's kind of not fair because Constellation Prize is just a big old swinging dick and just went right out on the table. Yeah. The Cold Quenchel's really fucking good. Yeah. So, so is, is the dino bits. And I feel like we're robbing them, but it's got to be a clean sweep. It do be, it do be like that sometimes. It's just—it's just not fair, is what it's it just, is. It's, it's not fair. The, yeah, it's not fair. Constellation prize that damn good, and I—it I really is. It's, it's so I had ordered a sixtal of uh, Monday Night Space Lettuce, Ooh. and then I had, uh, and then I had this, and I was like, did I make a mistake? Like, can I take this back? Yeah, like I haven't taken receipt of it yet. <laughs> is it? Can we? I don't. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change, and I'm glad I didn't because that beer is awesome. Yeah, but. Alas. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I will be going to my local bottle shop this weekend in hopes to pick up a four-pack. If not, I will go to Resident Culture so I can get a four-pack of this. That's what you got to do what you got to do. Yup. So, Jeff, what are they doing the show? Where are we at, man? Check us out on the interwebs, craftbeercast.com. Uh, we have a subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast. We're on Facebook, if that even appeals to anybody anymore. Twitter's like technically around, but nobody cares anymore. Like nobody uses it. It's, it's a bunch of people who are on there like shit posting and hate posting because of what a absolute dumpster fire Twitter's turned into. Um, Patreon, Facebook, Reddit, whatever. Contact at craftbeercast.com if you want to send us an email. Look, it, you know, if you want your beer on the show, uh, reach out. 
we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll figure something out. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, in the meanwhile, Wells, can they find you anywhere? You can find me at all the Wells on the Instagrams. Uh, Josh, where are you? Besides right here. Uh, rate and review us on your podcast of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody. You've been listening to us for 500 plus episodes or 10 plus years. Or if you're brand new, thank you. It, it means a lot. Like, just tell somebody. Like, you know, we, we don't have any corporate sponsorship. We have done this out of our own pockets for that long. Um, I don't hate it enough that I want to quit. So, I mean, that's that. Like, I've killed so many podcasts that, like, I've killed more than two. I've killed a lot, actually. Some of them never even got off the ground. Uh, but yeah, tell somebody. Tell tell people we exist. We're here. And other than that, we will talk to you all next Thursday. Thursday.